0: Now, uh, uh, certainly no better person to speak to this evening As we kick off this particular feature, then uh, the uh, Small Business Development Minister, Lindiwe Zulu. And, uh, of course, uh, her ministry uh, has been in the news of late uh, for the uh, suspension of uh, nine officials. This was uh, said uh, before the uh, Portfolio Committee on Small Business Development. And, uh, of course, uh, this uh, fraudulent and corrupt activity frustrating the work of entrepreneurs and co-ops who are struggling to get off the ground. She now joins me on the line. Minister, good evening to you and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Yes, good evening, Metro. Good evening to your listeners. It's a good evening.
0: Minister, before uh, I guess we, we get into uh, the functioning and the work of your department and uh, certainly your appraisal of how uh, you've fared over the last few years or so, let's maybe uh, talk briefly uh, to uh, these suspensions here uh, that uh, uh, were announced before the Portfolio Committee and uh, which uh, uh, you know have been the suspension of officials here who effectively have been frustrating the work of entrepreneurs and cooperatives. Just maybe paint a picture for us of what has happened here and how long you've been investigating and taking a look at this particular.
1: Yes, it is very unfortunate that we find ourselves in this situation, but um, it's part of um, the work that we need to do because we all work with one purpose and one purpose only to support uh, small and medium enterprises as well as cooperatives. And to that effect, we find ourselves with uh, specific incentives which we normally um give to deserving small and medium enterprises. And this has been going on not only in my Department of Small Business Development in the past five years, because remember, we just five years uh, in office. And this program in particular of the incentives of supporting cooperatives has been going on for a very long time. Now, what happened is that um, the Portfolio Committee on its visit uh, to do the work that they do which is oversight on the work that is done by the department uh, I accompany also the portfolio committee in some of these visits because being a new ministry, being a new minister, I I I didn't think that the issue of separation of powers was a big deal. I thought it's good for me to also go and have the experience as they go to do the oversight, even though they were oversighting me and my department. Mm. What then happened is that the, depa- the, 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 the portfolio committee realized that some of the incentives that were given to our people were not having the necessary impact which was supposed to be assisting people to grow their businesses, assisting people to start up and all that. It came out that part of what was happening, that there was collusion between the service providers, between some of the officials and between some of the recipients of the very incentives. And therefore, the department requested the auditor general to do a better investigation because they've got the power, they've got the authority, they've got the capability of uh, doing that investigation, and they do it very thoroughly. The Auditor General in South Africa, historically, uh, they've always done a very good job. And in this case, they came back after having done the forensic probe, uh, they came back and found that some of the officials in my department have flouted the processes. Uh, and have had also connived by the way with service providers to an effect that some money got lost by the department, and to that effect, then we decided as a department that yes, there is law there's processes, but we need to suspend them in order for us to be able to continue and finalize the investigation and take the necessary uh, actions thereafter, because mm. there's nothing else we can do here but go to the police and report and make sure that um uh, we lay criminal charges when everything has been concluded, we lay criminal charges. Then think about the fact that this department is just five
2: years old.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah. Let, let's, let's talk briefly, Minister, certainly about, I guess, uh, yes, you mentioned there's some collusive behavior here between some of the officials and some of the service providers. But if we look at some of the performance reports that you've placed before the committee before, uh, I mean, one of the key issues that came up, uh, you know, certainly in the first quarter of the previous financial year, uh, was around some of the uh, challenges that you've had with your IT system, especially in your cooperative uh, program and even uh, challenges around human resources where you were unable to support whatever targeted number of co-ops you had initially intended to uh, to support. Let's maybe talk about some of those challenges and uh, more importantly how they've created a situation where it's easy for some of these officials to do what they did.
1: Yes. Um, must make sure that it, it ensures that it's Um, processes are watertight but human beings are human beings and I also want us to separate the two it's one issue about IT systems, it's one issue about human resource needs not being adequate, Mm. but it is another issue to deliberately see phone money out of government to deliberately um, circumvent the very same processes which are supposed to help uh, the people, it is another issue to really falsify documents and again for me the issue here is i i've been saying it even in earlier interviews we've got a, a problem of corruption collusion and on this is a societal problem i'm not removing the responsibility from the department from the officials and so forth but i'm just saying we've got a societal problem okay. we've got a giver and a taker sure. and therefore our institutions and the officials that we have in the department must be above that, not only just in my department. Generally, people who are working for government, who are servicing people, starting with myself, we've got to make sure that for real, when we say we've got 10 million that has to go to the following cooperatives and the following small businesses, that must happen, it must go there. But it becomes difficult when you're sitting and passing laws and doing all that, and have confidence and trust that firstly the recipients themselves would not do this. Secondly, the the service providers would not do this. Um. Thirdly, and firstly, the department officials themselves, you would not think they would do this. However, because we know that these are human beings, because we know that there is a possibility for all this, that's why we try to put systems in place that are going to assist us. Hence, the forensic probe, which was done by the Auditor General, because we picked up that something is not going right.
0: Minister, you've asked us to, to, I guess, separate these issues. And uh, I do agree with you that might be helpful. Now that we've placed, I guess, the, the issue of uh, a nefarious human conduct and a corrupt and fraudulent conduct uh, on the one side, and of course there's a forensic process that uh, potentially will be underway there from the AG to uh, look at some of the programmes here, But even uh, certainly by your own account as the department, uh, on some of the performance measures, uh, you feel that you haven't reached whatever targets you had set for yourselves. Um, And uh, I'm interested certainly in your own assessment over the last five years or so of what you think the key drivers have been uh, of some of the underperformance that we've seen, especially when it comes to the Cooperative Incentive Programme, but also uh, the Black Business Supply Development Programme as well and some of the other informal uh, business support that you are also providing
1: the slow pace and the turnaround time for supporting these SMEs, because we've put these systems in place in order to protect the government money, in order to protect uh, uh, taxpayers' money. But sometimes those processes um, end up being too long and yet necessary because compliance has to happen. So the key drivers has been one, in my experience, is the delay and the time we take, the turnaround time for supporting uh, SMMEs. The second one is also the fact that supporting SMMEs is not only just about the department passing the necessary laws, changing the act, and, and having a system in place. Is about being able to connect in all the value chain for support for SMMEs. One is access. Well, first and foremost, it's about SMMEs themselves having started their businesses, running their businesses, then being able to have access to finance, access to markets, access to opportunities. In fact, today we were in in, in, um, in Witbank. we were talking about the 30% procurement. And everything that comes out there is that one, government has passed the right regulation, the necessary regulation to make sure that small and medium enterprises access the 30% procurement from government. But you've then got... Other uh, uh, regulations that make it very difficult, particularly for black-owned, for women-owned, and for youth-owned. The other one for me is about the infrastructure, which does not necessarily depend on the Department of Small Business Development; depends on a broader economic development. So when you've got SMMEs that have to be getting a, a product from somewhere, the transport from one place to the other is a difficulty for them. By the way, I'm talking about. Black-owned, youth-owned, women-owned. I'm not talking about your SMMEs that have been there for the past 50 years, which have managed uh, to have bigger pockets and have managed to bypass some of these things. I'm talking about your black-owned entities, which are merely just starting. If we talk about black ownership, in fact, we can only talk about 10, 15 years of small, little uh, SMMEs that have started owning this and that and thinking that that belongs uh, to them. Mm. Lastly, yeah. it's a coordinated approach. The, the, the problem, again, because we are talking about key drivers that, that make it difficult. As government, we've got good policies, we've got good plans, but we have a, a coordination challenge where national, provincial, and local will put systems in place, we put funds in place, but those don't talk to each other. That's why we're saying 25 years of government, the next 25 years must not be the same. And that's why even in our manifesto as the ANC, you can see for the first time that small and medium enterprises are very high on the, on the agenda of the manifesto, which therefore means it will have to be high on the agenda of government in support.
0: Minister, I'd like you to just hold the line for us for a second and uh, to encourage all of uh, uh, the entrepreneurs that are listening to this particular conversation. You might also be a member of a cooperative. Give us a ring and uh, uh, let us weigh in and wade into our conversation here. Call us on 89 3377 89 You can also send us a tweet on at Metro using the hashtag Metro FM Talk. Now, the other thing, uh, Minister, before we take uh, one of the calls here, And that I'd be interested to uh, certainly hear your view on is uh, the level of cooperation you have received from uh, established large uh, corporations in South Africa, because small businesses don't exist in a vacuum. They exist in a certain ecosystem, they get their supplies from certain people, they sell to certain people who are their market, and of course they have to interact in the self-same economy. It's not like there's a a sort of a a, a side or parallel economy that they exist in that is outside of some of the bigger players. And so one would assume that there has to be some form of cooperation here uh, and some form of, uh, uh, I guess, alignment in some of the incentives that are and uh, the programs in the private sector, and what it is that you're doing as a department over the last five years or so, have you have you gotten any support from them? Yes,
1: absolutely. Um, remember, well, not not remember because you were not there. One of the things that was spoken about from the very beginning when we started the department, there's a, a member of the DA, Honorable Chant, who always used to say to me, "There's a tax deficit between government and the private sector." Mm. I, I, I didn't take that very lightly, and I, I kind of like didn't even think, okay, it's just opposition. I took it very seriously because I knew and I felt that if we don't have the private sector uh, stepping up in supporting your small and medium enterprises by, one, ensuring that they open up in the value chain and make sure that SMMEs are the ones that supply where necessary, where possible, where capable. Two, it was also about the private sector not ticking the box in terms of what they were doing in supporting SMEs, because I then realized that we need to open that conversation and we need to open that discussion. And I think ultimately that discussion was also very good, picked up very well by President Ramaphosa when he called the job summit, but also called um, the investment summit. Because at that investment summit, for instance, that's where we were then able to sit together together Equally, you know, because when government is inviting the private sector sometimes to come into workshops and they send only their people who are dealing with, with government relations. We don't only, we, we, we respect those people who are dealing with government relations. But we want to get to the real value chain of what opportunities can, be, can people get from the private sector. So as a department, we have what we call strategic partners. We, the, our strategic partners are the private sector. You have Nestle, you have Angus you the got quite a, a number. We are even looking at other companies which have got opportunities for SMMEs and we are saying let's have that strategic partnership, let's have the conversation, open up for the SMMEs. What we will do as a department is to make sure that we support them SMMEs so that they can be competitive enough to be able to produce the products that are needed by these companies so that they don't come back and say, yeah, but you know, they are producing quality, they qu- that's not good quality. We want competitive SMMEs both for local production, but also for opportunities of looking at the outside market outside of South Africa.
0: Please hold the line for us there for a second, uh, uh, Minister, and uh, I'd encourage uh, all of us uh, uh, certainly to uh, pose our questions and be brief as uh, we do so. I've got a few of our uh, callers here on the line. Zonke, let me take uh, you. You are in Tswane. Good evening to you.
3: Uh, good
0: evening. And welcome. Thank uh, you,
3: Honorable Minister, for me, I was uh, personally... Uh, disappointed by your department because I was busy arranging an entrepreneurship workshop in Bumalanga, which is the the poorest side of Bumalanga, you know. And uh, I never even got a single response from your department. But also, I also engaged you at one of the CEDA workshops. You had said that you get back to me, but you never did. So, for me personally, I think most probably. Uh, you need to have entrepreneurs that are running your department that, you know, maybe they'll work 20 hours a week or 40 hours mm-hmm. a month because uh, you've got salaried employees, sure. whether they work or not, they get to eat. Okay. So for us, that depends on an invoice. If we are not paid, we will not eat, you know. Sure. And so, okay. interestingly, I'm busy uh, taking about 10 entrepreneurs to Rwanda. I've had such support from the government of Rwanda there and the environment is so conducive to a point where
0: you can open your business in less than six hours. Zonk, we'll have to leave it there, my brother. It's a business development opportunity. (laughs) 23 minutes it is after 8 p.m. Zonk, sorry I had to cut you off there, brother. I just need to uh, give people an opportunity to finish. But please finish your point there. You were saying you're taking entrepreneurs to Kigali and uh, let's please be precise. We've got a few other people that are waiting on the line. Ozonka's gone. Thompson, you are in Centurion. Good evening to you.
2: Evening. How are you, Abonga? I'm
0: well, thank you, my brother. How are you?
2: And I'm good, man. To the minister as well.
0: Please um, go ahead, brother. Yeah. To
2: you. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Can yes, you hear yes. Me? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Here's the thing uh, with me, Abonga. I think the problem we have in South Africa is that we have systems that do not speak to reality. And that's the problem, the bigger problem we have. Because government and uh, institutions that are there, when it comes to implementation, there's a serious problem. Because why? They don't speak to the reality of what uh, entrepreneurs or small businesses are facing. Well, I'll give you an example. You, you'll find that some of the criterias of maybe an entrepreneur or a small business to acquire finance, it's for that business or uh, business person not to be blacklisted. And you ask yourself a question, how many people in South Africa, let alone the businesses, the small businesses that are not listed, and you'll find that they are not able to acquire finance because there's so much red tape, there's so much uh, stumbling blocks. So what, what needs to happen is that the systems must speak to the reality. Then all these things will, will then stop being a talk show because most of the times Ministers speak and departments speak. It, it, it all sounds good on radio. But when you come to practicality and reality, things are not happening. And they are not going to happen until we realize that there are realities on the ground that need to be faced head on. I, are you still
0: there? I'm still here. Thompson, my brother, we'll have to leave it there, unfortunately, and uh, because I also want to give the minister an opportunity to respond, but I really appreciate the point that you've made, uh, Thompson, there in Centurion. Colin, you're in Katlehong, and uh, good evening to you.
2: Yeah, good evening, how are you?
0: I'm well, thanks, brother. How are you?
2: I'm good, and good, good evening to, to the minister as well. Um, the, the, yes, the, the reason I've, I've called is because I have also, I have a construction company also that I've registered Um I've registered I have uh, my, my, my uh, B E certificate. So now the the most difficult thing uh, after having to have registered and done all the requirements that, that, that I wanted is that I, I don't really have an opportunity that everyone is always talking about. The opportunities that the, the ANC is always talking about, I really don't have that. I don't see that. It's what, like the access. The access to to the financial support, the access to the tenders, and all of those kind of things. And then uh, last week Thursday, I was with the the the, 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 the chairperson of the Ekuruleni municipality, and he was actually sp- speaking to the to the young people of the of 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 uh, of of the Ekuruleni. I mean, of the the the, the, the Eden Park and he was also talking to, 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 to us about the businesses and all of those kind of things, the people who have small businesses, telling us that the tenders are now going to be, like the way of doing tenders is now going to be more transparent to us. But then, for the, for, for, like, just to be honest, I'm 25 years old, and each and every single year, ANC gets older. I'm also getting older, and I've never seen anything uh, like, like all those uh, opportunities that you're always talking about. I don't know if you, 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 you do get my point.
0: I, I hear you, Colin. And uh, and maybe I just want to follow up before I, I allow the minister to answer. So are you suggesting that you've heard someone saying there'll be more transparent process in the award of tenders and you are saying in your life experience you have never seen uh, an instance where someone has gotten a tender or has gotten a tender by following the process. Is that what you're suggesting?
2: This is what I'm saying. Uh, I might have heard of people saying, oh, there's a tender out, and this is what has happened. This is what I have done to get a tender. This is what one, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And now get to me now, and some other people. I'm, I'm sure I'm even speaking on behalf of other people as well, not, or not only for myself. Uh, uh, get to me now. I, I, I try by all means to get all these things, but the access the, to access the thing is it's like the, the, the path has been made so complicated that there, there's even so many other things that are required that you don't even know as a small business where Hmm. you're going to get that stuff. Do you understand my point?
0: I get your point. Thank you so much, my brother. And uh, uh, Minister, maybe, you know, just as you respond, you would have heard all of the questions. Uh, If I can overlay a brief question, certainly on what uh, Colin is raising there. Uh, You know, if if you look at the SBD forms people need to fill out in order just to get a tender, and you think about, uh, uh, you know, so many of those forms. I mean, at the end of the day, you really need to either have a printing company or someone who's just employed just to fill out tenders in order for you to successfully bid for all of the tenders that you think you would be suitable for what are we doing inside government to ensure that we don't have that kind of rigmarole that really acts as a disincentive for people to actually bid for that process and effectively uh, uh, win some of the contracts in government minister ah do we still have the minister there Let's take, the, take, let's take this brief break while we try and reestablish our connection there with the minister. I certainly hope that uh, she would have heard uh, the uh, uh, question that I posed or even at least the tail end of it. Hey, in that way, i can go see um Battling to get hold of the minister there, and uh, it seems that there's a network issue and uh, a line going straight to voicemail. But uh, uh, certainly an interesting question they posed by Colin in Gatlehong. Big thank you to Zonke, Thompson, and Colin uh, for those uh, questions they posed to the minister. And real pity uh, that uh, the uh, telecoms dropped us there. Uh, uh, just before the minister was able to answer that question and of course the other question i would have loved uh, to ask the minister is we all know that this rationalization uh, that is underway uh, with uh, the uh, ministry of uh, public service and administration looking at oh okay it seems we have the minister back and uh, i don't know how much uh, minister zulu are are you with us there minister zulu are you with us Yes, I am social. Sure, so sure my
1: network
0: is Hey, fine. you know these Run telecoms to people. Must some one Just just try and fix the yes, spectrum yes. issue. Minister, I don't know how much of the questions that you managed to catch. I uh,
1: caught all the questions, okay. believe me. And my, my network just went down. I caught all the questions from Swane, from St. From, sure. from Colin and so forth. I, co- I caught all of them. The first one I'd like to say to um, the lady who says she's from Pumalanga, has spoken to us, in a, to me, and never got a response. Maybe what you could do is help me get the, the telephone number because I want to uh, follow up with mm. her. I also want to apologize to anyone that I've actually gotten in touch with and was never able to come to. It's almost a near impossible situation, but there's not an excuse. If I can follow up with her and get to hear her wonder story and so forth, we will see. Mm. But with regard to the second one of Centurion, yes, I, I am thinking that five years in office, remember that we didn't have really from the beginning. We only had legislation regulation we didn't have a fully fleshed system that was focusing on small and medium enterprises and therefore when they are saying that the system cannot speak to the reality we are in a process we got programs from the dti which were very small we've expanded them to be bigger we will continue to improve our system the red tape and all that i fully agree those are problems uh, that we, we uh. but this is the issue here small and medium enterprises, uh, the support that they need to get cannot just be from the department alone. Sure. Small and medium enterprises need to expand and we need to be the coordinators. We need to be the one that creates the conducive environment. That's why we are saying National, provincial and local must be the ones that are able to support. Not everybody can run to to our offices or small business development only and only got support from us. They need to get the support. We are advocating strongly for easy access to all the finance and all, but at a local level, at provincial level, national must be almost your last resort.
0: Mm. Minister, the other part of uh, Colin's question, and I think it, it really speaks to the process of... Uh, getting one of the, what is one of the key levers of support from the state, which is the public procurement, potentially, because of how much the government spends on anyway. And uh, that presents an opportunity for small businesses to be part of that particular supply chain. But uh, it seems that there's all manner of hurdles that are placed uh, before a small businesses. And I'm wondering when we're going to be able to at least create a convenient, digitized, and a seamless process where you don't have to fill out so many SPD forms. You don't have to still, on top of that, do your proposal and then fill out this entire stack, which, uh, you know, is only feasible if you either own a printing company or, or you have uh, access to a, a printer at home. And uh, that, of course, assumes uh, certain things. I'd love to hear your perspective on that, because sometimes in many of these opportunities, they say, yeah, print out three copies of these, bind them, put them in a nice, uh, uh, you know, box. And it creates all manner of obstacles and limitations for smaller businesses.
1: We can't be talking about the fourth industrial revolution and be left behind in that. I can guarantee you my department, especially FIDA, has been in the forefront in looking at what systems can we use that can be easy uh, in terms of people to access uh, what they need from the department. And I know that most people will say, ah, it's just talk, talk, talk. It's not just talk, talk. In order for us to be able to do it, we've got to have the necessary support a department from the rest of the de- of the of, of government departments, and I'm telling you the conversation that we're having with other departments, we can see where we're going. Secondly, it's about the whole idea of government being g- digitized itself, because we can sit as a small business development and say we are going to do this, but the all the entire government needs to look into uh, uh, enabling uh, people, but also reduce the bureaucracy, reduce. Uh, the 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 criteria which we put, especially because we understand that black businesses, youth owned, women owned. As the last uh, a, a speaker was speaking, the twenty five year old was saying that you know he doesn't see where the tenders are going. But you know some of these things are advertised. Uh. So tenders, we don't sit with tenders as a department for small business development. People have to go to the different departments where they can access the opportunities. We are speaking to those departments. To sure. Try and make it easy. Let's. The system in such a way that it becomes easy because we live in a digital world. Yeah. Let's make it easy for people. Okay,
0: Minister, brief one before we let you go, and uh, I'd love to hear your perspective on this one. We do know uh, the Department of Public Service and Administration has been tasked with uh, looking and investigating into rationalizing a cabinet, and uh, many people, certainly in the rumor mill, have uh, been saying that uh, the three departments uh, your department, the Department of Economic Development, and the Department of Trade and Industry, set to be merged here. If indeed this does happen, what, what will that mean for the package of uh, support services, uh, in particular your CIS and uh, your supply Development Program for Black Businesses? What will it mean for those programs?
1: Anything that's being done, as long as it will help uh, make government easily accessible to people, firstly. Secondly, anyone who can be talking about weakening or killing or, or not having the Department of Small Business de- Development really would be like the first person who was speaking, that we have systems that not, do not speak to the needs of people. Five years in office, it's not about a the world. Whether I go back or I don't go back, is neither here nor there for me. As the minister, who's been a minister of small business. We need a strong voice for SMEs. We need uh, effective support for SMMEs. We need South Africa to wake up and realize that the future in terms of employment, in terms of uh, 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 poverty alleviation, in terms of inequality, the future lies in supporting those SMEs Because anyone who tells me that people are not willing and not ready to really work and grow their enterprises lives in another world. I know I've experienced it five years. That's why some are calling and complaining about our system, that the system has not been speaking to them. Yes, because the system is very new, we need to keep on improving the system so that ultimately, even somebody sitting in Nganduli who wants to start a business they mustn't have to call Pretoria. They mustn't have to drive long distances to go. They must get it, as the lady was saying, that uh, they've got the support. They've got this thing in Rwanda where people can, can 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 start a business quickly, can register a business quickly. But of course, you must also appreciate the difference between Rwanda's history and our history, the difference between the population of Rwanda sure. and our population, and the difference between the fact that here in South Africa we've had black people being left out. For centuries, now they're trying to do a catch-up and everybody's going to make the demand on government to deliver. And my view and the view of the African National Congress is that we need to work together. We need to be united in changing the system and not only just rely on government alone.
0: Minister, we'll have to leave it there. I really appreciate uh, you taking time to speak to us this evening. Uh, that there is the Minister of a Small Business Development, Lindy Zulu, speaking to us this evening here on Metro FM Talk.